Beauty for ashes. 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 Welcome, 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 y'all. I am back. We are here to talk about obedience today, right? Right? Uh, for those who are here, this is episode number two. And um, if you missed the first episode, we really did discuss what Beauty for Ashes means, you know, what it's all about, why we're here. And we broke down Isaiah 61 and 3. So definitely want you to go back and take a look and check that out. But now we're moving on to obedience because obedience is a big theme of, you know, why Beauty for Ashes even came about. And it's also very big in the sense of why I returned back to my first love, which was God. Um, and that was birthed out of obedience. So, you know, you sacrifice something, right? But are you obedient though? <laughs> that is the question of today. Are you obedient though? All right. Because obedience requires sacrifice, but obedience is also better than sacrifice. So how many of us have went to that point? We sacrificed something, but then God asked us to do something else. And we're like, yeah, no, God, I was okay with giving up that, um, that job, you know, but I'm not okay with giving up this relationship. I was okay with giving up that relationship, God, but I'm not about to go all the way over to Virginia in the middle of a pandemic. How many of us have been in those shoes where we were like, you know what, I'll sacrifice this, but I'm not going to take this next step forward. And then there we are back in stagnation okay so we are really about to discuss are you obedient are we obedient am i obedient right obedience is a requirement with its own set of requirements and you probably like shayna what <laughs> what what does that even mean okay i will say when God gave it to me, I'm like, huh? I don't, I said requirements quite a bit. <laughs> but what I mean is that obedience is a requirement to be in the will of God, um, to be in the will that God has for your life. And there are certain characteristics that are required of you to be in that obedience. Did you know that obedience has its own set of characteristics? That's what I mean by it has its own set of requirements. And a requirement is a necessity. Obedience is necessary to live a happy, fulfilled, spirit-led, spirit and spirit-fed, because I was about to say spirit-fed, but hey, that works too, that reads, <laughs> but a spirit-led life. Um, we want to be in God's will. When we're in God's will, we are the happiest that we will ever be because we will be introduced to God's best for us. I don't know about y'all, but I really want God's best for me, okay? It will exceed anything that I have ever thought or planned. So that's what I want. Um, so knowing all of this, in order to be in the position to obey, we must submit, okay? Submit. 
some of y'all are probably gonna turn this off right after that word because don't nobody like to hear the word submission, okay? We're gonna be real, right? That's that's why we here, is to be real. So submission. Now submission is ultimately an acceptance and a yield. So today that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna break down what that looks like. All right, we're gonna break down obedience. We're gonna look at what kind of obedience it's made up of, and we're just gonna we're gonna do what we always do. All right, we're gonna expose the enemy and we're gonna look at God's word. So what is obedience? The literal definition. I'm sitting here, and this is how I study y'all. This is how I go into even a scripture. You know, I I look at the definition, I look at a word, I break it down, and a lot of times there's a deeper answer, there's a deeper understanding when we break down words. So I'm looking at the word obedience and the literal definition is compliance or submission to another authority. Okay, and so in this sense, when we apply it to what we're talking about today, God's authority is the authority that we are submitting to. God's will is what we're submitting to. Psalms 47, 6 and 7 says, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm, okay? So this is just addressing here that he is the ruler of both the heavens and the earth, okay? So that is the authority that we're speaking. I just want to make that clear, okay? God is king. No Kanye, all right? <laughs> Look, I'm corny, so we just going to glide past that. But for real, y'all, God is king, and God is the ultimate authority, all right? So then, you know, we're going to look at submission a little bit deeper all right we're gonna break that word down there because you know like i said we hate the word submission okay this world hates that word you know and that is a lie of the enemy the lie of the enemy is that in submitting we are losing okay we hear this narrative so much especially <laughs> especially in uh, marriages and relations well i'm gonna say marriages right because the bible doesn't say like oh girlfriend submit to your boyfriend but it does say wives submit to your husbands okay so we see that so much and we're like uh-uh i ain't about to submit what no respect me oh no the women rule the world girls rule the world. you know all of this stuff all these different narratives of the world right and god is calling us to submit but we can't look at it as us losing right even even looking at the church right the bible says that the church is the wife or the bride of christ right and so looking at that you know we are in submission to Christ, if, if we're the bride, if we're the wife of Christ. Um, so I believe that that needs to be taken into the marriage, right? But we're not, we not talking about marriage today, and I'm not married. You know, when we talk about that, I'll bring some people in here that's married. <laughs> but um, it is a lie of the enemy that submission is losing. But I'm here to tell you today that submission is actually a win. Submission equals win, which equals God's best, which equals God in us, and then that equals an authority. So let me let me bring that back a little bit. When we submit, we win. And how do we win? Because we have God's best. And how do we even tap into God's best for us? Well, it's the God in us that gives us the authority to do so. All right. So you are actually strengthened in your submission to God. All right. When you are weak, God is made strong. Let God get the glory out of your life, okay? Luke 10 and 19 says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Did you know that you are power? Did you know that God in us is the authority? 
okay? But you can't have that authority. You can't tap into that authority until you submit first, all right? So let's break down that submission a little further, all right? Because like I said, I like to break down the words and really just dig deep in there. So submission was defined as acceptance or yielding. I like to look at it as submission being both an acceptance and a yield, both together. Um, when we submit ourselves to God, we are putting him first above our plans, our wants, our desires, you know, our needs, all of that. We're putting it, we're putting God first, right? Because he is the source of all of those things. Um, there was an excerpt uh, by Mike Ford from Abraham One God that said, God has a plan for our lives and in order for it to come into fruition, he must be first, okay? So I like to think of myself and just all the, I'm the type of person that has ideas, 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 ideas on top of ideas and I'll start something, I'll stop something, I'll start something, I'll stop something, <laughs> you know, I'll start strong and then I'll just get real quiet and I'll stop doing what I'm doing, right? And um, a lot of times that's because God was not first in that decision. God did not tell me to do that thing. You know, even if God did give me the idea, I didn't go to him about it. So here I am trying to work out of my own strength, out of my own will. If we want to see things come into fruition, we must put God first. He has to be the first. He has to be the first in it. Um, think about, you know what? I don't know why God is bringing up relationships so tough in this episode, but like think about a relationship as well, right? You want to see that relationship blossom. You want to see that, that relationship come into fruition, um, but you did not put God first. Mm. You didn't put God first. I am talking to myself here, okay? <laughs> I wanted to see my um, past relationship. I wanted to see that bloom and blossom. I wanted us to work together and yeah, we going, we in this together. We this, we that. And I did not put God first. And that was not what God had for me, right? And so I was trying to force something that God was not even in. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Let me tell you, I am blessing myself here in this recording, okay? So let, let, let's keep it pushing. Let's keep it pushing. Okay, so submission, again, it's acceptance and yielding. So when we look at acceptance, acceptance is literally what we are doing as believers, right? To truly be obedient, to start that process of being obedient is to make that choice to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Okay, how can we be obedient if we don't believe in Jesus and what he did for us on the cross? How can you be obedient if you don't believe in the power, in the power of the blood? Huh? How can you be obedient? So Romans 10 and 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So in this, we are accepting, or in other words, acknowledging the truth, okay? So acceptance, submission comes with acceptance of Jesus being Lord, of Jesus dying on the cross and rising again, of acceptance of we can't do this alone, <laughs> acceptance that we need God every single day, acceptance that we have to die daily to our fleshly selves. Um, so that is what acceptance is when we talk about submission. So then we're talking about yielding, and yielding is like a whole other section right because to yield is really to give up give some things up right john five thirty says by myself i can do nothing i judge only as i hear and my judgment is just for i seek not to please myself but him who sent me so to admit you can't do anything by yourself is yielding y'all did you know that did you know that when you say god i can't do this alone 
like that is you yielding. God, this is, I can't do this in my own will. It has to be your will. That is yielding onto God, right? And yielding kind of calls back to that first definition about compliance. Um, and so when we view it as an adjective, yielding is compliance. But today we're focusing on yielding as a verb, all right? So just like love is a verb, you know, love is patient, love is kind, you know, it doesn't hold record of wrong. Um, obedience is also a verb and it requires the right actions, okay? Did you know that it was wise? to be able to submit and yield yourself to God. Like it's actual wisdom. And this is why I wanna say and express again that the enemy tries to come against that and make you believe that submission is wrong, make you believe that yielding to God is wrong, that you have to do things out of your own will and out of your own strength. That's all the enemy because he knows. <laughs> he knows that it's wise for you to submit to God. James 3 and 17 says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So here we have a list of things that are wisdom that comes from heaven. And amidst those things, what's in there? Submission, being submissive, okay? So even the Bible is telling us here that submission is wise, okay? So when we break down what yielding is, I have four parts for y'all. I have four parts of what yielding is. So go ahead, get your pen, get your paper, <laughs> whatever you have to do so that you can write down these four parts of yielding. And um, just to circle back, we are obedience, right? We, we're talking about obedience and what obedience is composed of, right? And so now we're talking about the yielding process and yielding is but another characteristic of characteristic of obedience. So first part, number one, the first part of yielding is the surrender. God, I give my life to you. Here is my life. I give myself away, right? And let me, <laughs> let me just say, let me just throw this in here for a second. How many of us have heard the song, I give myself away? Like, can, can I be, can I be honest with y'all? Like that song got played out. Okay. Now I, I for one love me some William McDowell, but like all the churches was playing that song out. Okay. So I'm so glad I give myself away. <laughs> so you can use me. Like, yes, I give myself away, God, but did we have to play it out so much? So tough, you know? <laughs> all right. But Anyway, Proverbs 23 and 26 says, My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. So surrender. Give your heart to God. Give it away. Uh, number two, relinquish. Mm. So to yield, we have to know how to relinquish, okay? So that is one of the verbs. Uh, one of the things that makes yielding a verb is to relinquish. So I am relinquishing control. God, I yield my plans to you. How many of us are control freaks? Because I am. I know that I want everything to go my way exactly how I planned it. You know, again, I'm in this relationship. I'm like, oh, okay, yes, this is what's going to happen. And this is going to happen like this. And no, no. <laughs> so you have to relinquish control. You have to realize that, you know, God's plans may not be what you what you thinking, right? Uh, Luke 22 and 42 says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. So literally, it's like, God, look, 
okay? If it's in your will, take this away. Take this away because it's not my will, but it's yours that needs to be done. And I think that is so real because uh, how many of us have really said to God, like, God, you know, if this ain't for me, go ahead and take it or go ahead, show me, show me, God, give me a sign, show me. And then he take it or he give you that sign and you like, mm, hand me that cup back. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I wasn't really actually done. It's a little, it's still a little juice left in there. Like for real, <laughs> like I have been, I'm like, God, you know, just, you know, show me. And it's like, he shows you, you'd be like, uh, well, I didn't know that you was going to actually say that. So actually I'm going to just act like I ain't ask you in the first place. So we have to be willing to relinquish control, y'all. When God says it's not in his will, we have to be obedient, right? Um, number three is ceasing. So the actual definition, um, the verbiage was cease to argue. And in that, God revealed that he knows best, right? And so you do not have to state your claim. Be still and know that I am God. Ceasing is being still. Ceasing is knowing that God knows more than you do and that you don't have to argue your point because our thoughts are not his thoughts, y'all. I don't know if you didn't know, but our, our thoughts are not his thoughts. So ceasing is really being able to just sit there and be still and realize, okay, I don't have all the answers, all right? I don't really, I don't really know if my plan is going to work out, you know? I, you know, I think I should definitely check in on God with this one. And then when God tells you what he said, don't sit there and be like, well, God, uh, and, and, and please don't get me wrong. God definitely wants us to be honest and transparent with him, especially if we're struggling with something like, God, you know, I am really struggling letting go of this situation, or I am struggling with relinquishing control in this, you know? I had this idea of how this would be, and it's really hard for me to see it otherwise. God wants us to come to him with those things. But I'm just saying don't come to God and, like, literally be trying to argue him down. Like, nah, God, but nah, you know? <laughs> like, you know, it, it's a way It's a way to posture yourself um, when you come to God. So number four is flexibility. Hmm. How many of us have been, God has been like, go do that, go do this, go here, go there. And you just like, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I can't keep up, you know, um, obedience requires flexibility. You know, you have to be able to bend a little, but if you aren't working out of your own strength, you won't break. <laughs> I think somebody needs to hear that again. All right. You have to be able to bend a little. But if you aren't working out of your own strength, you won't break, okay? So that means that if you are literally not trying to do things out of your own will, out of your own strength, if you are doing things uh, according to what God has told you to do, if you are looking to God as the source of your strength, then you won't break. God will give you the strength that you need to complete what it is that he gave you, okay? Let me tell you, I may not be flexible in the natural, you know, we working on that and going to the gym and everything, trying to get everything right. But let me tell you, I'm flexible in the spirit. <laughs> All right. How many of us is flexible in the spirit, but the natural need a little work? Huh? Okay. So um, definitely be flexible. Okay. 
be flexible when god tells you to move move and when he tells you to be still be still all right be flexible what it is that he is doing in your life in this very moment and speaking of this very moment what what does god want you to yield to him what is it that god wants you to accept what is it that he wants you to yield what is it that he wants you to submit to and all of those things are really asking the bigger question is what is it that god is asking of you to be obedient in I really want you to take a minute to uh, think about that, write it down if you need to, come back to it, meditate on that, but literally go to God today, tonight, I don't know when you're listening to this right now, but go to God and be like, you know what, Lord, what is it that I have been displaying disobedience in? Where have I been disobedient? Or if you already know, because a lot of times we already know, (laughs) come to God and tell him, God, you know, I've been disobedient. And I need some assistance with this. And I need you to do this. You know what I'm saying? God, again, wants us to be honest with him. He wants us to be transparent with him. The things that you would go tell your homegirl, your homeboy, like the thing you're going to call your mama up to tell her, God wants you to call him up and tell him those things, right? So literally, I really just want you to sit with that and think about it. What is it that God wants me to submit over to him? What is it that he wants me to lay at his feet, right? And while you're doing that, you know, I just want you to think about, you know, do I need a little help in the obedience area? Could there be someone that could help me get to those goals I want to reach? Could there be someone that could assist me in um, what obedience looks like, what it sounds like? Well, you know, this episode is brought to you by the two-hour intensive with the prayer pest. Do you feel like you only get so far and find yourself in the same cycles over and over again? Whether it's in your job, in relationships, or just in your worth and value? If so, I would encourage you to go to www.realizingdestiny.com and schedule a session with the prayer pest. As the prayer pest, she assists a millennial woman with being able to uproot, dispose, and heal themselves from inner deep-rooted things that are holding them back from getting to their next level by introducing a six-step process that allows them to hear from God so he can identify those deep-seated things from your childhood, from previous trauma that really stops you from being your best self. I am a testament that these sessions are absolutely amazing. Therapy is one thing. You know, I don't, I'm not against therapy, but Destiny Thomas, look, okay, God, he blessed her, okay, (laughs) because prayer pee is literally uh, life-changing. It really does help you begin to move in the right direction. I can speak for myself. I had a session with Destiny, and literally, the Holy Spirit revealed things like the spirit of rejection, the spirit of abandonment, you know, seriously y'all I mean like I said therapy is one thing but to have a session where the Holy Spirit is within it and intervenes is a whole other form of healing okay so if you are questioning am I obedient can I hear from God why can't I hear from God I would definitely recommend hooking up with Destiny Thomas the prayer piss, um, because she is awesome and she will help guide you in that process So we are talking about obedience and we've been talking about just what obedience is really. We we wanted to break that down first before we started getting a little deeper into um, just what it looks like in our everyday lives. And, you know, obedience seems to be harder when it requires a sacrifice. You know, if I'm being real, um, it may not always be a big thing. You know, I, I always 
or I tend to bring up my past relationship because that was something very big in my life where it required a lot of a, a lot of sacrifice and a lot of obedience. But it could be as simple as God waking you up in the middle of the night to talk with you and you sacrificing your want for sleep so that you could hear what God has to tell you. Let me let me tell y'all. So your girl love her sleep, okay? And so I know when God wakes me up in the middle of the night and I just cannot get back to sleep that he's like, yeah, I need you up for something. And I can't lie. There are times when I like force myself to go back to sleep because I'm like, oh, God, I got to get up in like three hours for work. And, you know, I need to mm, I need this sleep. Right. Not even realizing that, you know, God would have had me rested later. But I just need to trust that he would do that. I need to be obedient in that moment. Um, you know, we don't really realize that obedience does has a reward it does have a promise i know sometimes it seems like people don't talk about that or you see the reward or the promise first and people neglect to tell you that they had to be obedient to get there you, you you hear what i'm saying like we tell different parts about the story of obedience and so in that moment waking up at 3 a.m doesn't seem like it's worth it right but when god reveals to you in that moment that the enemy is planning an attack on your family then you're like oh i'm glad i stayed up i'm glad i obeyed because now i can war against this and so literally um we have to kind of have you know uh we have to be able to look a little bit into the future and realize, okay, if I'm obedient right now, you know, it's going to bring something, you know, there's going to be some goodness. I will see the goodness of the Lord come out of this. So let me be obedient in this moment, even though I don't know why God is asking me to do this, even though, even though I don't know why God is waking me up in the middle of the night, even though I have to go to work in a couple of hours, I'm going to be obedient and I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to pray. And, um, that is like really real for me. I don't know if that's true for somebody else, but look, okay, when it comes to my sleep, I'll be like, God, why now? Like, <laughs> why now? But like, seriously, uh, it definitely means a lot to be obedient in those small moments as well. Uh, my past relationship took both sacrifice and obedience. It went hand in hand in that situation. One of the biggest lies of the enemy, okay? So I hope y'all paying attention, all right? We exposing the enemy again. <laughs> One of the biggest lies of the enemy is to make you believe that you must stay bound in something because there is nothing better. You probably like, girl. Girl, you, you heard that before too? Yes, I did. Because guess what? The enemy don't just tell me these lies. He be telling everybody these lies, okay? Literally, in a relationship, and this is not the only time. Like, this past relationship wasn't the only time this happened to me. But being in a relationship where you, I didn't leave when I should have left. And the reason why I didn't leave is because, like, nobody could be better. This person has X, Y, and Z attributes. And I'll never find that in the uh, next person. Or I'll never, you know what I'm saying? And you start thinking about, like... That's the enemy. He he goes after our minds first, right? And so literally, he planted that seed in your mind that there's nothing else better than this right here. So you might as well stay. Oh, I know they did that, but nobody's going to do that other thing that they do. And that is a lie from the enemy. How many of us decided not to be obedient because we were afraid to let go? Literally, just afraid to let go. And that's how you know it's an, a, um, a lie of the enemy because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So you, you're you racking your mind because you're like, you know, I feel like I need to go, but he doing these. You're going back and forth in your mind. And so that confusion is not of God. Okay. You're fearful that if you let go, 
you won't be able to experience anything better. Another lie, because God did not give you the spirit of fear. God gave you power to leave that relationship. God gave you power to leave that job. God gave you power to leave that abusive situation, okay? So we have to start realizing that um, if it's not in God's word, you know, it's a lie. It's a lie of the enemy, right? God's word is truth, okay? You know, one of my favorite stories of sacrifice, and you all might be familiar with this. Some people might be new to it, but it's the story of Abraham and Isaac. And if you want a reference, it's going to be Genesis 22. And this will also be in the show notes. For those who are listening for the first time, I'm always going to place the scriptures that I bring up in here um, in the show notes. But Genesis 22. And so Abraham is told by God to go take his son and sacrifice him. And I don't know if y'all seen the memes. <laughs> that It's been some memes that have circulated about how like Isaac probably was looking like, uh, all right, dad, where everybody else go? Oh, dad, why you got that knife? You know, like, <laughs> he like, what's going on? But, um, literally God was like, yeah, go ahead, sacrifice your son. Now, Abraham had a relationship with God. And even though the God was asking him to sacrifice Isaac, he still trusted God. He still obeyed God. Um, obedience becomes easier when we have a relationship with God. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to always be easy. I'm not going to say that what God is asking of you isn't going to be difficult. Sometimes it literally is a battle, you know, spirit against flesh. But we can rest assured that God's goodness <laughs> has been presented countless times before his faithfulness has been presented countless times before and that assures us in our relationship with God that we can trust him right even if we don't understand it we can trust him so um, Psalms 143 and 5 says I remember the days of long ago I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done many of us aren't able to be obedient to God because we don't know who God is we don't know who God is. We don't we can't even recall on what God has done because we haven't been in our word. We have we can't recall on what God has done because we haven't spent time getting to know who God is. We don't know what God is except for, you know, oh yeah, God saved me. He's my savior. Yeah, my savior. Like and that's great. That's so great. That's wonderful. But God is also so many other things, right? He's our provider. He's the prince of peace, you know. God is your comforter, right? He's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. You know, God is your strength. God is your refuge. God is your foundation. You know, God is your shield. Like there are so many things that God is and um you want to be able to call on those things so that when God asks you to do something, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be obedient because I know that my God did X, Y, and Z. Or I know that the God I serve is going to come through. You know what I'm saying? Even if I don't understand it, I know that my God has plans for me, plans to give me hope in the future. You know, you'll be able to call on scripture. You'll be able to call on the works of the Lord to help assure you uh, that obedience is worth it. Um, obedience also requires faith. God said what he said, okay? God said what he said. And when you believe that, it will become easier to obey. So it's easier to obey when you have a relationship with God, but it's also easier to obey him when you believe what he said. This is why it's so important for us to get to know God through his word. That is one of the best ways to get to know God is through the reading of his word. Again, how do you trust someone that you don't know? How do you trust somebody that you don't know? 
I think about um, a child, right? And they've been with their parents, and now it's time for them to go to kindergarten. Or kindergarten. And maybe the child is having some issues with the teacher. The child is not obeying the teacher. <laughs> the child is being asked to sit down, to be quiet, to uh, write his alphabets, you know. And the child is just like not listening. And so the teacher sits down with the parents like, look, okay, the child is not listening. I don't know what's going on. And then they find out that the child is just not familiar with the teacher. Okay, the child is not familiar and the child does not trust the teacher because they don't see they don't see the importance of the teacher. Right. And a lot of times we're like that child. Okay, we uh, we come to Christ. You know, we begin our relationship with God. God asks us to do something and uh, we're fiddling our thumbs. You know, God asks us to go do this. And, you know, we are distracted and looking at looking at the wall somewhere, you know. We haven't come to know who God is for real. We haven't come to trust God for real because we haven't spent that time to get to know him. And so through that, we are being um, disobedient when he asks us to do stuff because we're just like, well, God, I still don't really know you like that. So uh, I'm going to just sit here, you know. I'm going to just do this. I'm going to do this my way because I trust me. <laughs> I trust me. I've been knowing me this whole time. You know what I'm saying? So, look, faith is the fuel of our obedience, all right? We have to have faith and we have to get to know who God is and have that relationship with God. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the fuel of our obedience. So, we talking about obedience and what obedience is and what it requires and, you know, we're breaking it down. But what does disobedience produce? You know, how can we identify disobedience except for the like, obviously, we can say like, oh, you know, if God told me to turn right and then I turn left, that's disobedience. But, you know, what does disobedience produce? disobedience produce and can we kind of define disobedience a little bit here the definition that god gave me in my studying is just that simply disobedience is an aid to the enemy's agenda hmm i am not trying to be one of satan's little helpers little workers but that's what disobedience is disobedience can literally be risking a life or a soul someone's life depends on your obedience I remember being in prayer and um, prayer journaling and speaking with God and, and using Destiny's prayer journal um, guidelines. And literally, uh, God was telling me that this podcast, it was very important and that I need to take it seriously because there are lives that are attached to this. That is how important obedience is. Do you really want God to tell you to do something and then you not do it? And then like now the person who sh who was supposed to hear that doesn't hear it because you weren't obedient to God? I'm not trying to be in that position. I am not trying to be in that position. Living in disobedience can further the enemy's agenda because now he doesn't have to worry about you being in the way. He don't have to worry about it. Think about it. When you start really going off in purpose, when you start really being obedient to God and doing the things that he tells you to do, those attacks of the enemy start increasing. That spiritual warfare has to increase, right? Because he's coming against you because you're in the way, right? So when you're out here being disobedient, you're not in the way. You're just over here waiting for the, uh, for the enemy to continue his work on you, which is to kill steal and destroy all right 
You're too busy dealing with the fruit of disobedience, like having an identity crisis, going through the pain and, and heartache and anxiety and fear and low self-esteem and grief and confusion, which is so big, and depression. You know, all of these things that sometimes are birthed out of disobedience. You're too busy dealing with that. So you're helping aid the enemy's agenda because he doesn't want you to be out here obeying God and doing what God has called you to do. So let's not let's not be in that place. All right. Let's make a declaration that today we are going to walk in obedience we are going to be out here doing what it is that God has told us to do we want to be in God's will in the name of Jesus okay I'm speaking that over every person that is listening to this podcast right now every person under the sound of my voice is turning away from disobedience and is obeying God's word obeying God's will for their life in the mighty name of Jesus, all right? I, I just have to take a minute to say that because we're not going to keep living in disobedience, all right? We're going to keep on walking in obedience so that we can inherit the reward of obedience. Y'all probably like, dang, you know what? Sheena said obedience, I don't know how many times, but that, that's, the name of the, that's the name of the podcast, all right? Right. So you should have known I was going to say obedience a lot. <laughs> um, so with that being said, you know, so we could reach that reward. What is the what's the obedience reward? Hmm. Because, again, like I said, we see a lot of times the fruit of obedience. And then a lot of times people don't even call it out. You know, they low key even being obedient to God all this time. They're like, oh, yeah, I give glory to God. That's why I'm here. But they don't talk about what it took to get there. And how obedience shows up in our lives. Sometimes obedience shows up in a way where you don't you don't want to do it. For example, I imagine that when God does bless me um, to be in a union, to be in a marriage, that I'll be able to look back and be like, wow, you know, I had to be obedient. And through that, I went through some things, but finally I made it to this point, right? And that is my goal, to tell y'all the whole story. Because <laughs> I don't want people to think that I just was like, oh, woke up and God gave me my husband. It was like, like, Ooh, let's go. No, like I had to go through some steps, okay, to get there. There are some requirements of obedience. Like I said before, it's some requirements to obey, right? So what are the promises of those who are obedient? You know, the, the Bible is also a good place to see examples, to look back on history, to see what the saints of later days, is that is that how they say it? Later days? I don't know. Y'all pray for me. But <laughs> to see what folks was doing back in the Old and the New Testament. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to recap here and go back to Abraham and Isaac. You know, again, Abraham had that relationship with God. And because he knew who God was, he was able to obey him. And because of his obedience, one, God was like, okay, you ain't got to kill your son. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, obeying me. Thanks for listening to my voice. Thank you for, you know, no matter what I was asking of you, still obeying me. Um, but also, but also because of your obedience, you know, I, I'm going to promise you that your offspring is going to be as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand of the seashore. Do y'all know how many how many offspring that is? Think about the sand of the seashore and the stars and sky. That is a lot, okay? And all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So God gave um, Abraham a promise, right? He gave him a promise. And that's what happens when you're obedient. There is a promise. There is a promise. And to get to that promise... You have to be obedient, okay? <laughs> Noah, you know, Noah listened to what God said and his family was saved from the flood. And he also promised that he was never going to bring forth that 
um, again on this earth, right? And the rainbow is a a sign of that and, and it's a reminder of that promise you know ruth ruth was blessed with her boaz and and, and we're going to talk about that in a whole other podcast episode but um esther a whole queen okay a whole queen yes queen <laughs> um she saved her people uh out of her obedience to god her people could have been gone right or also even even um if she wasn't obedient in that moment somebody else would have been obedient and so we have to also realize that, that God may give you this thing and tell you to do this. And you're like, no, nah, God, I can't do that. Oh, okay. Well, he could have somebody else do it. It could be fulfilled through somebody else. And I'm sorry, but I don't, I just don't want that to be my story. <laughs> I don't want that to be my story. Um, also the obedience reward is for God's glory. Psalms 11, excuse me, Psalms 115 and 1 says, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory because of your mercy, because of your truth. Okay. So at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's about Jesus, right? And God gets the glory. So being obedient, right? It's so amazing because it's almost like your obedience kind of creates this whole storyline, this whole, uh, this whole tell this whole parable if you will and then the end of the story is God's glory like <laughs> all that stuff that was in the, yep God's glory let me attribute all that to God's glory right God is so good he's he's so good he deserves all the honor and all the praise um and then a life fulfilled all right I mean I don't want to go through this life just dragging through it you know i'm here i'm here so that means i'm here for a purpose that means that god has me here for a reason that means that there is an assignment for my life and so i want to be fulfilled in that i don't want to just be through life going through life just living just being here just waking up i don't mm -mm. so obedience is rewarding you with a life of fulfillment also, and in being obedient, there are souls that are saved. Like I said before, disobedience can kind of risk somebody's life if we're being real. But being obedient can bring people closer to God, can bring people to Christ. You might be the first time someone is introduced to God. You know what I'm saying? And so your life of obedience could really speak volumes to somebody. Um, so we really want to keep that in mind as well, that again, it is not about us. It is not about us. It is all for God's glory, okay? All for God's glory. When I think about obedience, y'all, I just think about the fact that um, nothing that is really worth it is going to be easy. So that reward, that promise, that beautiful thing at the end, that light at the end of the tunnel, um, some sometimes getting there is not going to be easy, right? And so... It will be worth it, though. <laughs> it will be worth it. And um, delayed obedience is a delayed promise. Let me tell you. all Okay. <laughs> See, this is why I pray every time before I even start uh, uh, recording this, because I want God to be in the midst and I want the Holy Spirit to move as he see fits. And that right there wasn't even something that was in my notes. So I want y'all to really take note of that, <laughs> that delayed obedience is a delayed promise, okay? And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want what's for me to be delayed, all right? And I don't want that for you as well. I want us to step out boldly in obedience. And the best way to do that is to get to know God our Father. 
know who it is that we are obeying, know who it is that we are submitting to, know who it is that we are yielding to, all right? And some of you might be listening like, you know what, Shayna, I don't really know about this God you talk about. Which Who is Jesus? You know, who is that? Like, I want to know more. I want to know more. Well, you know, first of all, I'm glad that you even are making that realization. You know, we all have to come to that point where we're like, you know what, there's more to this life, right? There is more to this life. So really, just like I mentioned before, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 9 that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you are listening and you really are like, you know, I want to be obedient. I don't want to be stuck in disobedience. I don't want to further the enemy's agenda. I want to fulfill life. I want to give God glory in everything that I do. Well, let me tell you, it is just as easy as that. Declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised you from, that God raised him from the dead and you are saved, okay? And I want you to go uh from this point on, accept God into your heart, all right? Accept God into your heart. Repent for what you've done. God will forgive you. That's what the blood is for. That's what the sacrifice is for. It's because of Jesus dying on the cross that we even have this opportunity, you know, to have this relationship to God, to be connected to God, to be able to even go forth and ultimately, you know, be in heaven with God later in life. <laughs> and I say later in life, like, yes, we die here in the natural, but we're still alive in the spirit. So um, I just want to invite you to tap the call of action. If you are uh, giving your life to God or if you are rededicating your life to God, tap the call of action. I want to connect with you. I want to stay connected with you because the thing is that we cannot do this alone. All right. And it's the enemy's lie to make you believe that you can do this alone. That's that's not how this works. Trust me. I've tried. I've tried rededicating my life over and over again and then trying to still figure it out on my own and still living in disobedience. Right. So I want to encourage you to click that call of action. It's a whole separate, um, <laughs> a whole separate group so that I know that, you know, you click this because you are rededicating your life or you are coming to Christ for the very first time. And I want to congratulate you, okay? We are so excited to have you. The angels are dancing. They're praising. You know, it's, it's glory to God. And we are so happy to see you come to the right side, all right? So, Y'all, I just want to say that I appreciate all of you, of course, for tuning in to this episode too. Um, we really just want to drive home that obedience is important and it is essential in your walk with Christ. It is essential for you to get to where you need to be, to get to where God has called you to be, to know who you are. You know what I mean? Um, and so it is my hope that y'all got something from this. I'm gonna need for y'all to subscribe, you know, share it, uh, let some people know. If it touched you, share it with somebody. Please let me know what y'all are thinking of these episodes because I want to be able to give y'all my best. Um, I want you to be able to get God's best, you know? And so uh, I definitely would love to hear what you all have to say about it. So thank you again. Make sure y'all peep the call of action, you know, check it out, get y'all prayer journal because shoot, that's going to help because <laughs> you got to be able to hear from God. Okay. You got to be able to hear from God. So thank y'all until next time. Peace.